Robert, The Raw Hospitality Show, coming soon to a podcast platform near you. Can you give us a little bit of a taster of what to expect and what the show is going to cover and your inspiration for creating this show? You know, the inception of The Raw Hospitality Show has been some time coming. It's probably been living with me for 20 years. Uh, you know, I've got the gift of the gab. I can talk underwater, sure. But I also felt like there needed to be a voice for the, you know, the line crew, the grassroots, boots on the ground people that may work in really famous places with celebrity chefs, but they're not so famous themselves. And I wanted a voice for two different sides of the industry. I wanted the people that work for me and and don't work for me that are in really, really, you know, amazing places like, you know, a friend of mine, Mike, who's uh, one of the barmen, longstanding barmen and servers at uh, Sparks. And, you know, what makes them tick? What have they seen? You know, September 11th, 2008 crashed, COVID. You know, they've been through a lot. Um, you know, and how come every time I walk in there, they make you feel at home and they've got a smile on your face? Um, you know, that's not so easy to do. Is it part acting? Is it real? Is it, you know, grounded? I come from a, you know, a social fabric where people kind of sugarcoat stuff a little bit in the industry. I'm not trying to be, um, you know, clairvoyant and look into the future of hospitality, more just to understand why we do it for a living. And you're going to be doing a lot of these interviews from your New York Soho restaurant that we're sitting in right now, or the basement bar, Pepe's Cellar. Yeah, Pepe's Cellar is great. You're probably going to hear the train go by any minute. Jason Scott, uh, my business partner, and I um, had this crazy idea that we would sell all our restaurants and bars in Australia and Asia and pack everything up and move to New York because there was a lack of bars and restaurants here and you really needed more. <laughs> Can you give us a bit of overview of what the, or insight into what the structure of the show will be? So the structure of the show is really, uh, really like, look, we might get the odd celebrity um, person on, but that's not the aim. I really wanted a voice for the people. And what does that mean? I mean, the people that, you know, majority run restaurants from pot washers to kitchen hands to chefs to waiters. Um, and I wanted their view on things. I wanted to hear how they've been feeling through this whole COVID experience. Are they going to go back to work? What's it going to look like? The kind of bullshit they have to deal with. You know, most barmen are part psychologists and part therapists and waiters, you know, depending on who comes in and what you should and shouldn't say. Does he come in with his mistress? Does he come in with his wife? You know, or this person sits at the bar on a regular basis. They come in. Do they know the body language? How do they know the body language of somebody that wants to talk or doesn't want to talk or how not to interrupt a table? They're really key um, moments for me that make me understand that, you know, hospitality is more than just serving food and beverage. So that's one part of the show. I want to hear from really interesting people like Mike, as I, as I mentioned. Um, and then the second part of the show is I want to bring some industry veterans in and I want to prod them a little bit. I want to know a little bit about their life and we might find some stuff out that they don't know either about their life and, and bring them on and hear some wisdom and not to bore us silly and talk about structural platforms and scaling and uh, deliverables and all that kind of bullshit. Really just ask them, you know, what do we think is going to happen now? Um, you know, why are you still doing this? You're age 60. And why the hell are you still doing this for a living? And, you know, I want to hear their vulnerable raw side. That's the key. I want to hear why they went broke 10 years ago and why they're back in it and what that felt like to them. So they're the parts of the show. And then also, you know, we're going to try to keep it pretty pretty light um, but uh, and not ramble too much, which I'll, you know, I'll have an electric prod under the table. You'll, you'll squeeze me every now and then when I ramble. But I really want to hear the side of the hospitality people they wouldn't normally say in front of anybody else. And also, I think the trick is to keep them on a little bit longer than normal and make them feel incredibly relaxed and really understand why the hell we do this. Can we expect uh, insights and uh, hints and tips uh, from the industry insiders, the things that maybe as the average person at home you could learn from? 
yeah, one of them is I'm not going to teach people how to cook and stay at home because I'm in the hospitality industry. I've spent my life trying to teach you to go out and enjoy them. So if you're looking for a 15-minute meal, this isn't the place. You know, tips and tricks, I don't know, you know, things like how to uh, get the maximum value out of a restaurant. And that might not just be in dollars. That might actually be in service. How to treat your staff when, you, when, you, when they're working for you. What, what's happening right now with, you know, we've had the Me Too movement, the COVID. We've had the back of 2008. You know, if you're around this industry for 20 years, there's been a lot of changes in this industry. What do they mean now in the past? Because we're so often, you know, we sort of sex up the past of the 80s and 90s. It's rock and roll and it's really cool. But actually... You know, the 80s and 90s from the era I came from was pretty unattractive. It was a it was a bunch of derelicts and, you know, disheveled crew that didn't really fit in anywhere else. And all of a sudden in the kitchen, they fit in. But there were no rules. And there are a lot more rules now. And I expect, given the timing of this, uh, that the, the recent Black Lives Matter focus across all news media is going to be something you'll be able to touch on in terms of racism in restaurants, bars and kitchens. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I've got I've got three different nationalities in me. Um, I can't explain um, how somebody feels in, in, in America in that position because I'm, you know, I guess I'm viewed as a privileged white guy. So I think one of the most important things is, is to get people on and listen and have their view as opposed to me blabbing out my ideas and what I see um, because, you know, this is a, deep, a deeply important issue um, and it's, it's going to be immersed in restaurants like everything else. You know, restaurants are a kind of a social fabric that people go out to have a good time I want the show to still have a good time. I don't want you to leave and feel sad about it, but I also want you to understand what's inside our minds. You know, what makes the mind of a hospitality person tick? Why do we do it? Mm-hmm. Who's going to listen? Hopefully hospitality people. Um, you know, I kind of walk into our restaurant, uh, Jason and I often in our crew uh, working away, setting up for dinner or lunch, and they've got a podcast on or a radio show they like. It could be about skating. It could be some goofball thing, sometimes podcasts and so forth. But really I wanted to represent the line crew the people that I have the most admiration and respect for. You know, sometimes, you know, I had a, uh, a kitchen hand work for me uh, for a decade and we helped him through a bunch of stuff, which I didn't really talk to anybody about. And a couple of years ago, he rang me up and I hadn't seen him for like eight years. And he was doing um, his master's in anthropology and he'd already had it from India, but it didn't qualify in Australia. So he was now qualified as an anthropologist. Now he's doing his PhD. And he decided to do a his PhD paper was um, actually about his 10 years working for us and what he'd seen in human interaction and contact. And I read it and I couldn't believe how much shit we'd been through together. And I was like, oh, I did that? And it was all good. And, you know, he'd really seen a soft spot of me that I played the tough guy sometimes, but essentially saw a, a part of the restaurant that I'd never viewed before. And it was amazing for him to write that down. It was a completely different view from an owner's point of view even though I was, you know, working in the kitchen 18, 20 hours a day, he, he came from a kitchen hand point of view. So that was, that was pretty amazing. And I'd like to give people a platform from, you know, like him, that are pot washers and go, because I started as a pot washer at 13, so I know kind of what it was like. Um, you know, and you don't really have a voice. So that, those kind of uh, moments are really special. So when can people expect to start listening? Well, I got to get my shit together and get uh, get all these interviews done. I've got a few promises out there that they'll they'll get online um, and and listen to um, listen to the show. And I've got a bunch of people that said they they'd be happy to be interviewed. Um, I hope they would be. I, I really I want to get under their skin a little bit. Um, you know, not upset them or embarrass them, but more really just find out what makes them tick. So let's talk in the you know the next four to six weeks. I hopefully we'll have a two or three interviews ready to roll. Good. Well, and you'll be no doubt posting it on your social media uh, where people can find it and start following and subscribing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like, I don't know, we never did this thing to make money. 
It's it's pretty much a standard thing in hospitality. We never do it to make money because if you do get into hospitality because you watch MasterChef and you want to make money, it's a pretty quick way to lose money. I really wanted to do this because I felt like there needed to be a voice for the hospitality industry. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. We wanted to hold it in Peppies um, so, because we're sitting on the stage now behind a New Orleans piano with a red velvet curtain right behind me. It just feels like I'm about to get up and sing, you know, cabaret. But, um, you know, we'd like to eventually have this filmed as well because I think the body language of somebody is really important as well. And you can sort of visualize that those people as a human and see their eyes and how they sort of move and so forth. So hopefully uh, that'll, that'll get kicking shortly. And if anyone's got a guest in the hospitality industry, they think you should interview, where should they email you? Okay, well, we're going to have, um, we're going to have a new website up and running. And we're going to have the Raw Hospitality Show link and we'll have a little email address on there. And then they can send me those people and, and I'll do my best to get those people online and find out who they are and if they're interesting and we want to put them on. And, you know, we're going to stay away, like I said, from celebrity chefs get enough exposure. Let's talk about the people that actually support those those people and uh, have been doing it for a long time. Sounds great. Thanks. Okay. 